0: And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and yesterday afternoon on Memorial Day at Coors Field in Denver, the Marlins and the Rockies got together for the first time this season. Pablo Lopez went toe-to-toe against Ryan Feltner. Miami was in desperate need of a good start from their starting pitcher, and they got it from Pablo. Well, a Memorial Day that started off so promising for the Miami Marlins turns disastrous down the stretch. Pablo Lopez was terrific. We saw the second longest home run ever hit here at Coors Field by Jesus Sanchez. But uh, you just can't win with one run at Coors Field and that proved to be the case this afternoon. Pablo Lopez versus Ryan Feltner in game one of this three-game weekday tilt between the Marlins and the Rockies, the first meeting between these two ball clubs today. Pablo checked in uh, with four wins and two losses and a 2-0 4 ERA. Ryan Feltner, no wins and a loss and a 540 earned run average. Feltner was making just his third start of the season, and he had really really struggled for Colorado until today. Pablo Lopez was making his tenth start, had that fast ball changeup and cutter everything was working this afternoon for the young right-hander but unfortunately when it was all said and done the Marlins muster all of one run and uh, they just come up on the wrong end of things here at Coors Field this afternoon highlights from this ball game today we'll pick it up in the top of the second inning no score Feltner nobody on two outs facing Jesus Sanchez 2-2 2-2 pitch Jesus Sanchez is hammered this thing might hit the third deck into right field oh my goodness gracious Rod I have never seen a baseball go that far here at Coors Field into the third deck here in Denver Sanchez did you I've been coming here a long time too Kyle and I've never seen anything go up there in that silver bullet bar territory that was a bomb My goodness. 496 feet off the bat of Jesus Sanchez. It left his bat rod at 114 miles an hour. Oh, A near 500-foot blast off the bat of Jesus Sanchez, his fifth home run of the season. It's 1-0 Miami here in the second. And them folks up there in that silver bullet bar, the last thing they thought they
1: would get was a baseball today, Kyle.
0: And they got one at the Silver Bullet Bar here at Coors Field this afternoon. Unfortunately, those were the only fireworks for the Miami Marlins offensively today. After that, Ryan Feltner shut them down. Uh, Feltner worked seven innings in this ballgame. Pablo Lopez on the other side for Miami. Worked around a hit in the first and then he put this thing on cruise control, did not allow another hit until the fifth. He left the man on in the first, the fourth, and the fifth inning. Pablo worked the sixth, worked around a one-out triple by Connor Joe and a two-out walk by Ryan McMahon. The Marlins had a one nothing lead after six and a half innings in this ballgame today. Pablo Lopez, six innings, three hits, no runs, nothing earned, four walks, and five strikeouts. How about Ryan Feltner? Seven innings, four hits. A run was earned. It was the Sanchez home run. One walk and six strikeouts. Feltner worked seven innings. Miami retained a one-run lead, a one-nothing lead after six and a half innings of play. Lopez was done after six. We went to the bottom of the seventh inning. Cole Solster came on for Miami. He walked Brendan Rodgers. Sam Hilliard singled. Garrett Hampson dropped down a bunt. Everybody was safe, and they were loaded for the pinch hitter, Jonathan daza and chitting for the catcher, Brian Servin, here in the bottom of the seventh. Miami's got to pull the corners in, double play depth up the middle. First pitch, line drive over the head of Dio. It's down the left field line. One run is in to score. Two runs are in to score. Here comes the third run. It's cut off in left field by Miguel Rojas. It's a bases clearing double by the pinch hitter, Jonathan Daza. And the Rockies lead this ball game three to one in the seventh. And it didn't get much better from there. After the pinch hit three-run double by Daza, Sulcer was taken out of the game. Steven Okert came on, and the first man he faced was Charlie Blackman. A 3-1 lead. Swing it a ground ball hit hard. Underneath the glove of Jazz at second base. Rounding third and scoring is Daza. Blackman hammers the brakes after he hits first. It's an RBI single for Charlie Blackman. It's a 4-1 Rockies lead here in the seventh. And just like that, that one nothing lead evaporated in the bottom of the seventh inning. Rocky scored four times, got four hits. They left one on in the seventh, and they got more in the eighth against Tanner Scott. He struck out Randall Gritchick to start the eighth, but then Brendan Rogers singled, Sam Hilliard singled, and Garrett Hampson came back to bat. Here's a swing and a ball, lofted in the air, left center field, into the gap goes Jorge Soler. Nobody's going to catch this ball, and it's going to roll all the way to the wall. Rogers scores. Hilliard scores all the way from first. Gliding into third is Garrett Hampson with a two-run triple, and the Rockies have a 6-1 to lead. The next man to bat was Jonathan Daza. He lifted a sacrifice fly to right field. That gave the Colorado Rockies a 7-1 lead. We went to the ninth. Lucas Gilbreth came on for the Colorado Rockies. williams Astadio popped out to first base. Aguilar grounded out the second. And Avi Garcia struck out to end this ballgame. One note from this ballgame today, Joey Wendell left in the fourth inning after sliding feet first into the bag at second base. He's got a cranky hamstring again. He just missed 11 games, and uh, apparently Wendell injured once again. Maybe we'll get more word on that from the clubhouse coming up in the next couple of minutes. Hopefully we will. If uh, if we do, I'll uh, I'll pass that along to you. But uh, the Rockies beat the Marlins 7-1 to this afternoon, and if you take a look at the box score, uh, it was all the bottom of the order for the Rockies that did the damage. 6, 7, 8, and 9 combined for 5, 6, 6 hits. And uh, every single one of these seven runs for the Rockies here today. Uh, one run, five hits, and no errors for the Marlins. Five left on base. They were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. The Rockies seven runs, ten hits, and an error. Six men left on base. They were 4 for 7 with runners in scoring position today. That's your ball game, folks. Uh, we started at 2:13, ended at 5:09 locally Mountain Time out here in Colorado. Total game time two hours and 56 minutes in front of a strong 40,275. At Coors Field here in Denver, Colorado, Feltner beats Sulser. It was a uh, a disappointing day for the Marlins, who seemingly it doesn't matter what they do, uh, they seemingly cannot find any offense, and uh, it's becoming a bit of an issue. Miami falls to a season low, eight games under 500 at 19 and 27. The Rockies back to within four of 500 at 22 and 26. The Marlins tonight struck out 8 That means $200 have been donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Well, they got a great start from Pablo. Unfortunately, it was a bad day for the Marlins. Uh, Offensively, they couldn't do anything. They got the big homer from Sanchez, but then the bullpen coughs it up late. Before we hear from Donnie, we'll take a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Let's hear from the skipper, Don Mattingly, after the Marlins 7-1 loss to the Rockies yesterday.
1: Don, we'll start there in the 7th. Uh, Obviously, he's been really good for you guys this season. But what do you think got him into trouble today? I'm not sure. I'd rather start with Pablo, though. I uh, thought Pablo was really good today. Uh, got us to a good spot. Um, and really, if, if we can limit pitches in the last inning, he's probably going back out he did a great job of kind of getting through that but so you know it starts with the walk we always talk we talk about it here you, you don't want to get free passes here uh, we walk the first guy and then we get behind the count where you got to throw strikes uh, and just kind of set that inning up for you know tough spots for us any further update on Wendell and what's kind of the level of concern especially with Andy dealing with some back issues yeah Joey's that's not good time you see a guy walk off the field and he he doesn't like call you out it's nobody has to you know that's not a good spot it seems like the same leg I don't you know know the severity Um, but obviously it's not good when you know you do the same leg you just got done you know coming off the rehab with. Uh, Sanchez with that big home run I mean that was one I think the second furthest here at Coors Field Uh, what can I guess a hit like that do for a guy who's been something a little like him? Well it went a long way. Yeah, he anytime not get a ball that far. It's a pretty good feeling. Uh, so hopefully it's, it spurs him forward a little bit um, and, and gets him on track. And, Don, are you guys ready to announce tomorrow's starter yet? Uh, our starter, we know it's going to be at this point, but we haven't made the corresponding move, so I'd probably wait till I talk to that guy before I would talk about it publicly. What did you uh, think of the way Ryan Feltner uh, was pitching down than Sanchez's head? No, good. Um, you know, watching him on, it's hard to, when you watch a guy on, on, on video or digitally or whatever, uh, you can tell he's got good stuff. And a guy that, if he's in the zone and getting his mix in uh, and staying in good counts, he's going to be a, you know, a tough guy to handle. It's, he's like so many of the young guys today. I mean, like, you don't walk out there without getting good stuff. It not matter if you've seen the guy or not seen him, young or old. I mean, it's like everybody's got good stuff. And um, when they get, they use their mix and are able to get ahead and counts, it's, it, they make it look easy. Uh, the,
0: the,
1: the disparity between you guys' offense, you guys are not
0: a bad team, but in, in, in runners and scoring position situations lately, it's been really tough for you guys.
1: How do you close that gap? How do you, do, I mean, it's, how do you do that? Well, I don't know how you do it. One of the things we talk about is you got to keep getting guys out there, and, and really your your bats don't really, you shouldn't really change, right? You, you're still same situation. It's just whatever the situation is, uh, and whoever you got out of the mound, it's, it's having understanding of what he's doing and what you want to do with him, right? It, it, honest, quite quite honestly, it doesn't change. Uh, it shouldn't change. And, but I think the biggest thing you fight is. You know, you put pressure on yourself. If our team's not scoring, and when we're not scoring, then you put pressure on yourself. I want to get, I want to get this done, and that's probably not the best way to go about it. You talked about the pitch mix from Lopez earlier today. Is that what you saw from him again? Pretty much. He was, he was pretty clean all day. You could tell he tried to get the ball to certain parts of the plate um, um, with his changeup. He didn't want to leave it up. You could tell he's trying to get that down. Um, his cutter, which is kind of turning into a slider at times when it's down was good thought he located good he's started to get you know just the last couple innings it looks like he got a little bit out of sync but he he makes enough pitches to hang in there um his pitch camp was in a pretty good spot like i said if, if he can get through that last one easy uh, then we got a good chance to send him back out there did you think Tron's uh foul ball was going to turn into a homer review, or... uh I mean it looks like from our dugout it looks foul but we had one the other day in Tampa that we thought was they called fair Looked just like that one they hit them really high uh, and you they go over the pole so you can't really and they don't land that far right so it's uh, those are hard to tell so you you don't really know but we, we can't tell by looking at that that replay just shows where the ball lands and you're like okay whatever hit a few balls in your day <coughs> to the upper tank and
0: uh, <laughs> or, uh, as far as the feeling that gives a guy, I mean, I don't know, if you, are, you were asked that before, but did, can it really um, because then, obviously, he was struck out and, uh, uh, and after that and other things like that. How much can it really kind of um, make a difference, or does it really make a difference whether it's a
1: wall scraper or a ball over, you know, all the way out Well, of the ship? I think I mean it's a great feeling no matter what if, if you don't have to, if you get to run around the bases <laughs> honestly if it's a wall scraper it's fine too but when you hit a ball that far it's like holy you know what I mean it's just monumental so you, you don't get that feeling you know a couple times in your lifetime like you hit a ball like that in Atlanta a couple of years ago uh, more in right center but it was like you just you hit some more of those but not very many like that so that's just a just catching a ball clean and I'd love to see the picture from wherever that landed to back to home plate it'll probably look like it's like two blocks away so those kind of balls you just don't see very often
0: all right so that was Donnie after the Marlins lost to the Rockies yesterday game two of this series comes your way at eight forty tonight it is to be to announce as to who the starting pitcher will be for the Marlins, but Herman Marquez goes for the Rockies 8-40. Start 8-10 first pitch with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us in the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.